Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, another milestone for New Eight Rugby League. And we talk to the Penrith Panthers coach, Ivan Cleary, about his club's close links with Papua New Guinea. But first, Pacific hopes of making the Rugby World Cup knockout rounds are in tatters. Samoa and Fiji are officially out of contention, while Tonga might as well be. They need to beat the All Blacks this weekend and hope Argentina stumble against Namibia. Tonga's shock defeat to Georgia in their opening game of the tournament was a blow to their playoff prospects. After gaining maximum points against Namibia, the Ikalatahi needed to beat Argentina to have any chance of making the last eight. But despite scoring first in each half, Captain Nili Latu says they failed to take their chances in the 45-16 defeat. At half time, we wanted to get points straight off from kickoff, and we got that. The momentum was on our side, but the mistakes uh, creeped in, and, and uh, Argentina scored straight away. We missed five kicks today, and you know, our team is a, a team that strives for confident. But it's a little mistakes that we can control and and, uh, and fix for the for the All Black game. Fiji had the toughest route of the Pacific sides after being drawn in the so-called Pool of Death alongside England, Australia and Wales. Despite proving competitive in all three of those matches, the Flying Fijians were unable to pull off an 80-minute performance. They did finish the tournament in style, scoring seven tries in a 47-17 thumping win over Uruguay, and coach John McKee was relieved to end on a positive note. I thought the boys did quite well for for a lot of the game. I mean, the the, the wet conditions probably hindered us a little little, and and you know, credit to Uruguay, they were really tenacious, particularly in their defence, that they that they snuffed out some a lot of our attack. You know, a lot of hard work has gone into the, to the preparation. You know, we've got a, we've got a talented squad. You know, we, we had some you know huge challenges around the the, the first three games we played. We, we came here with high ambitions. We believed that we could roll over maybe one or two of the big teams. You know, it didn't happen, but it was really important for us tonight to, to have a good win tonight. It, it, although it's some consolation, you know, it's important for the group to, to finish on a positive note. It's also important for our fans, you know, the fans back home and, and also, you know, all the Fijians all around the world who, who have shown so much support for our team all the way through the tournament that it, it really um, gives a clear sign to them that, of, of what the team can do. Discipline has also been a constant concern for the Pacific sides. Fiji conceded three yellow cards during the group stage and had three players suspended for a total of 12 weeks for separate incidents during the tournament. Assistant coach Tambay Matson says it's a big learning curve. There's three different guys and three different incidences. You know, two of them, the Nasser, our prop, and then the Mani have got absolute clean records. So, you know, in a moment of stupidity, they've um, done something and, and they've paid the price. But again, it goes back to the consequences. Of this. There's more scrutiny at this level, you know, and it's a big tournament, so there's more than one camera and what you might get away with at another level, you, you don't hear. You know, to be honest, I think World Rugby has done a great job. The way the referees spoke to us before the tournament, they were really clear about the areas they were going to have a zero tolerance to. It is unfortunate that there were three sightings for Fijian players, but in big picture-wise, it's, it's great that... Um, World Rugby is um, relentless on that. 
Samoa have also fallen foul of the officials. The Manu had three players yellow carded and conceded a penalty try during their 26-5 defeat to Japan at the weekend, which ended their playoff hopes. Assistant coach Alama Itamir says they have no excuses and paid the price for their ill-discipline. We're pretty disappointed with our efforts there and, and I suppose the, uh, the performance. There's a bit of um, ill-discipline involved and for lack of position we certainly uh, weren't in the game so you know, we're pretty disappointed that we, um, we obviously didn't get the win but, um, but you know, we're looking forward to, uh, to Scotland to get some pride back. In terms of Japan, was it a case of not executing the game plan that you wanted to or was the game plan that you tried to execute perhaps uh, not able to achieve what you wanted? As I mentioned before, we, uh, you know, we were pretty ill-disciplined when you, you have three yellow cards and, and you lack, lack uh, any position. It's, uh, it's pretty difficult to get in the game. Uh, add to that, you know, I thought you've got to give Japan credit. They played extremely well and uh, obviously they kept the ball for long periods of time. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll look to actually rectify that this week and, and hopefully get a result against Scotland. That discipline is something that I guess in the past has been an issue for Samoa and Stephen said pre-tournament that he felt sometimes the Pacific teams got you know the hard end of the stick there and perhaps were targeted a bit more or had to be extra disciplined at this tournament. So with that in mind is it all the more disappointing that knowing that is something you've got to you know do well and be disciplined that it got to this point where you know it wasn't just one card it was three in, in, in one game which you know effectively kills your chances of winning? Oh yeah, I mean that's uh, it's hard enough to actually operate with one yellow card, and um, that's why the discipline for this particular game was uh, was was pretty um, was pretty average, and, and that's why we're disappointed. Uh, we've had a good record to date with uh, you know going into this last game, and unfortunately we didn't keep that up, and uh, we, we we paid the price very dearly. Uh, certainly something we'll look at uh, going into this week because it's, uh, it's a it's a pretty important game as far as we're concerned against Scotland. Yeah, and this is, of course, a game that uh, many people thought would be effectively a knockout game for the quarterfinals, uh, Samoa versus Scotland. Obviously, now you don't have a chance of making it through to the last eight. Scotland still do, and they have plenty to play for. So um, I guess, uh, you know, you can't make it through, but you can still have an influence on, on, on who does. And, of course, you know, no doubt pride and wanting a good performance yourselves comes into it as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, we're certainly playing for pride here, and we've got to make sure, as I mentioned, you know, that we put it in a performance that uh, the country are proud of. Uh, last week wasn't acceptable, and, and we've got to make sure that we uh, we give it all our best against Scotland. It's going to be a pretty important game for them, but it's also a very important game uh, for us as well, as far as pride and, and putting in a decent performance. Is it a case of, uh, you know, are you guys going back to the drawing board uh, in terms of, you know, uh, how you want to target the Scots, uh, or are you confident in, in, in the game plan that you have if perhaps people stay a bit better disciplined and, you know, can execute a bit better? You've got to give yourself a chance. And uh, last weekend we certainly didn't without discipline. So, you know, it's, uh, we've got a particular way we want to attack the Scots this week. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, we'll give ourselves, ourselves a chance for at least uh, staying in the game. So, you know, we've got to help ourselves first this week. And so we've pretty much got to be under control and make sure that actually we execute the game plan we're going with. You mentioned that Japan deserved credit, and obviously they've had a phenomenal tournament from their perspective, uh, groundbreaking with that win over the Springboks, and then and now against yourselves, giving them a chance of making it to the last eight. Uh, Samoa came up against them, of course, in the Pacific Nations Cup, and, and, and do most years. Um, even from you know a couple of months ago to now, have you seen significant you know improvements, and you know what have you noticed about their Japanese team from mid-year to now? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised, uh, you know, having been involved with the Japanese team last year as well against Wales. You know, I'm, I'm not surprised I've come this far. I've had a, a great preparation. They're well coached. And, um, you know, that team's been together for a very long, uh, long time. They've been in preparation, I'd say, from around about April. You know, they've been together. So the benefit of just having your players available and, and just, you know, for the amount of tests I've played as well as has been, you know, you can see the result now has uh, gone their way. And, the darlings of world rugby, but um, but you know I'm not surprised uh, to their performances. The Pacific Nation Cup um, obviously is an opportunity for Tier Two nations to produce their form, and um, and obviously you can see the value of that for Japan. And as I mentioned, you know it's been a good World Cup for them. A lot of people were hoping that one of the Pacific sides, yourselves, Tonga, or Fiji, obviously were in a very tough pool, could you know make it through at least one, maybe to the last eight. And people thought this was a, a big opportunity for that. Why do you think you know all of the Pacific teams have maybe you know obviously missed out on that opportunity this time? It's a little bit too early to tell at this stage. You know we'll, we'll have to look back at that. But um, but I, I certainly think you know an opportunity to stay together for longer is uh, is key. And, and uh, as I mentioned, you know Japan have got the benefit of that, and uh, and and you've obviously seen the results. So you know I can only speak for ourselves. You know we've uh, no excuses really from us. We we had enough preparation time, but. Um, I just come down to on the day, you know, we just weren't good enough and uh, we didn't turn up last weekend, which is disappointing because we never gave ourselves a chance. So uh, that's life and that's footy, so we've just got to make sure we learn and, and get some pride out of this last game. And obviously, Lama, you guys are the ones there on the training pitch every day and uh, at the matches, but uh, there is a very vocal and very passionate uh, Samoan support base who have... Uh, been saying all sorts of things. I know that Stephen has uh, apologised to them, but what you know? What is the general message to the, I guess, Manu Samoa fans uh, watching these games throughout the tournament from the team? Obviously, you know, we're pretty embarrassed for last weekend, and, and to not uh, qualify for the quarters is, is disappointing. And uh, yeah, we certainly feel for the fans and for the country and for our families that we haven't managed to achieve that particular goal. So it's something that we're looking to rectify this week with a performance that they can be proud of. And we certainly are um, focused that way against Scotland. You know, it's going to be a tough challenge, but uh, we certainly are, um, are pretty keen to actually finish the World Cup on a high. So to all the fans out there, you know, we're. Um, Appreciate all the support as usual, and uh, hopefully we can repay them this weekend. That's the Manu Samoa assistant coach, Alama Idemir. New Way have their sights on becoming part of the Pacific Test Rugby League programme after another milestone victory. The Rock overwhelmed 2013 World Cup representatives the Cook Islands 44-22 in Sydney in a one-off clash to claim their biggest ever international scalp. Coach Brendan Perinara says the result shows that New Way is on the rise. It's a steady thing towards um, to where we want to achieve to get to, and um, hopefully um, we are opening doors for for the future for New Era Rugby League um, you, to get there in the in the rankings. When you keep ticking off these milestones, beating South Africa, who obviously there's a big push for them to be uh, back in the international frame at the World Cup and that sort of thing, and and that's obviously a region that uh, the you know international federation wants to grow. When you when you beat the Cook Islands, who you know, are a team that were at the last Rugby League World Cup and in a couple of weeks' time will be playing off to be there again. When you, when you keep ticking off these milestones, uh, at what point do, do people have to stop and, and start taking notice of New Way? Are you getting, are you getting calls? Are you getting responses from, from uh, you know, the movers and shakers of the game? Are, are people noticing? Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, they, they are noticing it because uh, they're the ones that are sanctioning um, these games that we're playing. So 
I don't know um, where to go through from here to seek um, to the higher rankings or whoever's um, in charge of uh, the World Federation to see if they'll give us a go up and for the big guns to play. You guys obviously approached Cook Islands about this game, right? Yes, that's right. We um, proposed a game to them and they, they took us on to uh, warm up against um, for their Rugby World Cup uh, qualifier against Tonga. So they played whoever they wanted to look at to carry on for their um, squad and train on squad for the World Cup. And this must help for your players as well. I know you've been busy trying to recruit and, and get more people in the fold. Obviously, Norway's not a huge population, uh, so you know the more the more people that have some heritage and can make themselves available or notice the performances and want to be a part of it, uh, you know, can only help as you guys continue to grow. Yeah, that's right. Um, it brought on a lot of um, debutants on this one. We had, I think we had about five, five new debutants, and um, yeah, it's just uh, opened up um, doors for new players to say that their heritage is new and. and come and play for us and be proud of it. Well, that's what, when I spoke with their coach, Alex Chan, earlier uh, during the week, you know, that's what he was saying as well, was great about this game, irrespective of who won or what the result was going to be, was that, you know, the Cook Islands are in a similar position in the sense that they don't have a huge population either and, and they rely on a lot of people that are based in Australia or have some form of heritage, be it, you know, themselves or their parents or, you know, extended family. And, you know, these people are starting to come out of the, the woodworks now and they are saying, well, actually, I am... Part Cook Island, I am part New Wayan, and, and I want to represent, you know, that country, and, and I want to grow international rugby league. So for a lot of these smaller nations, and, and I guess it's common in the Pacific where you know a lot of people have dual or triple nationality in, in, in various forms. That you know there are people wanting to take part now, and that's quite exciting for the international game. Yeah, just yesterday, I think Tasbo Terry, the international rugby league development officer, was down there. He was overwhelmed of what we have done to achieved uh, for that day, Cook Islanders and. New Era Rugby League um, have um, collaborated and put that date together. And, uh, hopefully we can get something going in the future, like a mini Pacific Cup there in, um, in Sydney. So it'll pr- probably be one of the first. Is that the next step, I guess? I mean, I guess a lot of it comes down to funding, and I know the International Federation have helped a lot of the Pacific nations try and do that, but uh, I was over at the Pacific Games earlier this year where the Nines tournament was, and there was a lot of talk then about you know, how they'd love to get those sorts of countries together more often and I guess it's just finding a way to do it and I guess Sydney's an obvious place to have it you know it's quite central and a lot of the players are based from around there so uh, but uh, finding the, the the money and I guess the organisation to, to get something like that off the ground They should uh, look at basing it in Sydney or because this is the heart of our rugby league and a lot of the yeah it does come down to um, financial uh, matters uh, for a lot of the Pacific uh, to get to where they have to get to, like when they put the tournaments on overseas, um, yeah, it just comes out to financial um, matters for us because um, the money is uh, we're all pulling out of our own pocket and our time. Most of us are yeah, not even professional um, players. Yeah, so, so Brendan, do you anticipate that for Newway's next test, which I presume will be sometime next year, uh, possibly around that you know Pacific Test Anzac window, uh, do you anticipate it will be a case of you approaching someone or someone from Newway Rugby League, you know, putting the uh, offer out there again, or are you hoping that somebody might come in and have an offer for you? Uh, I've already put our card into Huxton to put our card on the table for to try and put us on a roster in the Pacific Nation round, like as Papua New Guinea versus Fiji and Tonga versus Samoa, so why not check in Newway versus Cook Islands? On the roster, uh, I just said that to the um, International Federation, just, just asked them to see if, um, what they can do, see if we can get on the roster, and I'm sure the Cook Islands are all for it if, they, if it does happen. That's the new way rugby league coach, Brendan Piranara.
The Penrith Panthers coach Ivan Cleary expects the number of Papua New Guinea rugby league players in the NRL to rise in the coming years. The Panthers have strong links with PNG. Hooker James Sekiaro was born in the country, while the brothers Wellington and Stanton Albert are also on the club's books. Club general manager and former State of Origin winning coach Phil Gold also travelled to Port Moresby earlier this year and watched the PNG Hunters play at Sir John Guy's Stadium. Ivan Cleary says the talent in PNG is obvious. It's sort of guilt for rugby league, the New Guinea boys, and 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 you know, it's it's I guess a bit like Fiji. You know, there's um, more and more Fijians starting to come into the NRL, and it's it's almost like once the trailblazers and they cut their way through, then then all of a sudden you start seeing more and more guys come in. So um, yeah, we have got the Albert boys there doing pretty well um, actually, and uh, I think basically once as long as they can assimilate into in Australian life or New Zealand life for that matter. Um, but certainly, um, I think we'll see more and more boys from up there um, start coming into the NRL. The Albert boys, how close are they to first team? Stanton is the youngest. He played now. He's a regular member of our NYC team. Uh, unfortunately, he did, his, did his knee about six weeks ago, so he's out for the year. But he, he'll be joining the uh, the full time squad next year. And his brother Wellington, um, unfortunately, is injured as well. Uh, but they're you know they're part of our our full time group and progressing nicely. And, uh, and next year's a big big year for both of them, I guess, to see where they can. Take the next step. It's obviously a good relationship that the Panthers and, and, and Phil has up in PNG. I know, I think you guys uh, allowed some of your facilities to be used for the uh, Nines team uh, earlier this year during the Cabramatta tournament. So that's obviously a, yeah. a partnership that works well. Yeah, we, we, we're working hard to you know, to build that, and it's uh, taking small steps, but I think it's uh, you know, both for the opportunity for you know, for, for rugby league and also commercial reality there, and, and you know, both parties are starting to strike up a relationship. So hopefully, it's good for both parties in the future. That's the Penrith Panthers rugby league coach Ivan Cleary and that is the world in sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.